Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Football Neophytes Podcast. Chris here. Yo, what's up, boys? Kyle, a resident neophyte. What up? What's going on? Good to be back. Yeah, it's yeah. good to have you back. We picked on you last week, and little did we know you were at the hospital for, with your son. So thousand That's apologies. Right. Thousand apologies, my friend. <laughs> Hey, no worries. Uh, it's like I always say, I was still having a better week than Fulham. So it's all good. That's true. Wow. That's bad. That's bad for Fulham when you're in your in the hospital with your kid. But Davis is okay, right? He's all good. Yeah, we're all good. And he was uh, up watching some soccer with me today. So everything's good there. Thanks for asking. Good. Does he have a team he's pulling for so far? He's a little front runner. So, you know, who's ever winning is who he's pulling for. There it is. How old is he? I forget. He's 19 months. 19 months, okay. Uh, this week we are going to look at Wolves and Man U like we always do, although I'm sure Chris is not wanting to touch on today's match. We're going to look at – They did, they did. Uh, we're also going to look at uh, Southampton, who continues to play, play well. Uh, Everton is doing the opposite. Uh, Chelsea playing great. And of course, uh, the tra- two, three of the traditional teams, Liverpool, City, and Tot- Tottenham, talk a little Ward Prowse, red cards as always, a little hair watch, beard watch even a little bit today, um, a really short American watch. And then we're bringing back an old favorite, which club is real? And then we'll finish it off with our lock it in and match of the week. So let's start with Friday's match, which was Wolves Crystal Palace. Wolves finally looking like uh, they could put 90 minutes together. Um, they mixed up the lineup just a little bit. Nuri got his debut. He's a 19-year-old Frenchman. They have on loan, but they have an option to buy. So most likely, if he works out this season, they'll buy him. Uh, he had a great, great match, scored his first goal uh, in his debut. Uh, Podence got the other one. Wolves just looked good. Uh, It was was good to finally see them put it all together. Um, It makes you frustrated when, you know, last week they they gave away two points in the last minute on that free kick, and you look at what could be, you know, with obviously they're still in fifth right now, but how much better would it be to be sitting there in second if they hadn't have thrown those two points away? But everyone makes a big deal out of the points that are thrown away at the end of the season. But obviously these, these points early on are just as important. And so, but we'll take the three points from Crystal Palace. It's good to, to be towards the top of the table. And um, yeah, really pleased with, with the team. I love the attack they've got with Neto, Podence and Raul up front. Um, Podence is making a lot of stuff happening. Uh, so it's been, it's been a lot of fun to w- watch Wolves. Max Kilman, who is in, uh, he's been playing left back and has been doing a like more than serviceable job. Um, and we'll get to uh, we'll get to the the term of the week, which is clean sheet later. But Wolves with another clean sheet, which uh, all of their wins have been clean sheets this season. So uh, that defense, when it holds up, is leading leading to victories for us. So, Chris, how about your team? 
Oh, you know, uh, Manchester United was dominant against Leipzig, 5 nothing. Um, another great victory for Manchester United. I don't really have much else. Uh, Rashford had a hat trick in the game. Come on, Man, the Premier League podcast, bro. Let's quit talking what? about the past. Wait, quit what? About the past. Oh, man. Uh, another frustrating morning as a Manchester United fan. Um, I mean, they're just not playing good. I mean, there's no, no. way around it. Uh, Ole keeps running out the same lineup, and it's, you know, they've got talent on there. It's not like they don't have talent. Yeah. yeah. But there's, to me, there's two key positions that he is just, Pogba starting right now. I didn't notice that today. So today was his first Premier League start of the season. Okay. Um, so he hadn't been, but he did today. Um, I mean, the real problem is that. <laughs> so when I was working, you know, in a call center a long time ago, we always had this joke on, you know, some of our co-workers who were always like granted special favors or you know treated a little bit better than others even though there was no like they weren't outworking anybody their stats weren't any better they you know maybe even were behind some of the other people so we always had the joke that they had to have naked pictures of our boss like that's the only explanation for what's going on here and so um i'm pretty sure that fred has naked pictures of ole um, I'm also pretty sure that uh, Lindelof has naked pictures of Ole and today Shaw, who I've actually been a fan of Shaw. I thought he's actually been pretty good traditionally, but this season he's been terrible. He, these guys have to have naked pictures of Ole. That's the only thing I can like work out in my mind that would explain why these guys keep getting the majority of playing time. The question is, who does Ole have naked pictures of? Because there's a good chance that he may be the first one sacked this year. It's got to be either Tom Brady or the Glazer family as a whole. One, maybe even all of them. Um, I mean, there is zero reason for Fred to be getting as much playing time as he's getting. He's proven absolutely nothing. And like, I don't know if you guys have alerts on for any teams you follow, but um, ESPN usually does like a breakdown of the game. And then it rates all the players out of 10. And Fred is consistently scoring four below every match. Like yeah. I, he's got a lot of energy, but he can't pass to save his life. He can't defend to save his life. Um, it's just, I don't know why he's getting 70, 80, 90 minutes a match when there's better options sitting on the bench. They paid $40 million for Donnie Van de Beek. Yeah. And they play, they, he plays like eight minutes a game and Fred is taking all the time. So and didn't Van de Beek have a, have a nice little towards the end of the match had a nice yeah. little, was it a shot or a pass I saw. Yeah. I mean, he's just a better player. And actually what was weird is this week, Van de Beek actually came in for Bruno in the last like 18 minutes of the game, which Bruno really didn't do anything early. Um, it's kind of an off day for him. You know, his passes weren't as crisp as they usually are. Um, Rashford was really the only positive in this entire match. He played a great game he a, on that left side, saw him make a couple like just yeah. silly moves around some, some, players. yeah. Um, so, I mean, overall the game as a whole was disappointing and losing, uh, you know, they really didn't concede anything defensively. They were fine. Pogba with a giant mistake in the box, stepped on the yeah. dudes. It's a penalty kick. Like yeah. there's no way around that. He, it was nice that Pogba actually took responsibility after the match, apologized for it, yeah. put it on himself. It was like, oh, he cares maybe a little bit. I don't know. 
Um, it's just another frustrating. They couldn't get the attack going until late in the second half. And it's just like, I don't, I don't get it. There's better, there's more talent sitting on their bench. And part of it is, um, you know, Alex Tellus, who was another big transfer signing, he came down with COVID. So he can't play right now. So they're waiting for him to get healthy. I think when he comes back, he'll take Shaw's place. Yeah. Shaw was just abysmal today. And again, I had to be come over. He did he come over late in the window? Uh, he came in the middle of the window, actually. Okay. So there's no reason. It's not like he hasn't like found a way to fit in with the club. Yeah. And there were, you know, in Manchester, there were some uh, articles this week on why isn't he playing and he should be playing. And Ole bit back at the media and his weekly presser about like, don't question him. And he's going to be a huge figure in our, you know, season and all this stuff. It's like freaking play the guy. He's clearly better than Fred, clearly better than Fred. So, um, it, yeah, it's just frustrating. Cause it's like, I mean, there's still, you know, being a newer fan, there's still the, the tactics that I fully admit, I don't fully understand or know what goes into them. Yeah. Um, but you'd like to see your best 11 starting, or at least feel like you're putting your best product out on the pitch every week. And every week it's not happening. Yeah. And that's the most frustrating part as like a fan or being a newer fan. Cause I just can't justify why some of these guys are getting the minutes they're getting. Um, and you won't and be that, able to sit at he, you know, Ole won't be able to sit at 15th for long. Without, no. I mean, he's got to be facing some of the heat right now. And, um, if they don't start getting some points, not just points, they need to start getting three, you know, three points. They need to start getting some victories. They've still got a game in hand, but I mean, even with the game in hand that only gets you up to 13th if, with a win, you know, so there's uh there's work to be done there for sure. And I think, you know, I know we need to move on, but the last couple of things is it's, it's super frustrating because you know, they come off a of 5 nil thumping of Lipzig, who is a good soccer yeah. club. Like, yeah. they're really good. You know, the week before that, they beat PSG 2-1, another one of the top clubs in the world. They return to the Premier League. They play down to their competition, 0-0 against Chelsea, lose one nothing against Arsenal today. So they haven't scored a Premier League goal in three weeks. Um, and so that's that's super frustrating. The game in hand makes their standing look a little worse than it is, but like you said, it's not helping. The biggest problem is they can't win at home. Old Trafford used to be one of the hardest places to play, and I think they've lost or drawn in like their last seven or eight matches there. They're winning games on the road in the Premier League, but they suck at home, and that's yeah. – that, might be We've one talked of about that right like how how is not having fans in the stadium affecting home field advantage you know, this is the first time arsenal's won there in 14 years yep um huge victory for them um and our, like we got to talk about arsenal for a minute um you know arsenal's defense has been their problem um it's been the weak point and so for them to get a clean sheet um on a man u team that can score obviously putting up five against leipzig um, they've got weapons, whether it's, Ra you know, Rashford, Bruno, Pogba, you know, so I think, um, I still want to overlook Arsenal in this whole thing. That's no, a, good, it's a great three points for them. It uh, is. And they dominated, the they dominated the first 16 minutes of that they match. Really, they, they deserved really, to win. Yeah, they really did. So Kyle, 
tell us about Chelsea Burnley. We joked about it at the beginning, but you need to stop watching them so that Pulisic can play. Boys, I picked this game uh, because I wanted to watch Christian, but I also needed, you know, to pick a new team to watch. And so they just happened to be playing Burnley, yep. who I will admit I forgot was a real team in the EPL. <laughs> if you had done your, is this club real? I would have said no, but apparently they are real. And so I watched them. I don't have a lot to report on Burnley in particular. They were a very forgettable club. Um, I've seen high school football stadiums in Texas that are bigger than Burnley Stadium. Um, you know, the one cool thing I will say about them after doing some research, right, is they're actually owned by like a handful of local British guys. Um, and that's how they want to remain. And so I thought actually that was pretty cool, but it also really speaks to just kind of everything you see with the club. The stadium's small. Their kits look like knockoff Aston Villa kits, um, except they have ugly Chinese lettering on them. Um, they don't really have any players who stand out. So I have a little secret. All right. Don't let the listeners know, but I'm not going to be choosing Burnley um for my team going forward but that being said Chelsea looked really good I think they could have scored probably seven or eight goals if they had really wanted to and if Christian had been playing um but otherwise kind of a, a forgetful week for my boys at Burnley did you uh give out any golden boots or did you just not even bother because you're like I'm not choosing them yeah I did give out golden boots so infrastructure one golden boot like I said it was a small rickety stadium um you know this group of british guys owns it and yeah just not very impressive there but i will say the culture uh, i gave them three golden boots for that um because i thought it was pretty cool that it's the smallest city in england that has a premier league team nice about eight eighty thousand people in the city um you know and twenty five thousand of those people go to the the game every every week so that's pretty cool i mean i think there's a cool story possibly there um but at the same time their slogan that they have on the tarps that cover the the stands right now is wait for it come on burnley <laughs> so <laughs> not a lot of creativity with the culture there but i do give them three golden boots because it's kind of cool cool story um like i said no notable no noticeable strikers or, or really any players on the pitch um, and their kits and sponsors, um, like I said, knockoff Aston Villa jerseys, big Chinese lettering that with Love Bet as the sponsor. And they don't even have the cool lion, right, that Aston Villa has. Um, so sorry, Burnley, I'm being a little bit tough on you, but there's only like 10 of you in the city. So I don't think you'll, you probably care. One of our favorite all-time interviews, Natalie, is a Burnley supporter. A couple, we'll just, we'll advocate for Burnley a little bit. One thing I would say is as you look at these, like, like as you kind of dig on turf more, which is their stadium, try and like imagine like Wrigley versus like, I don't know, Minute Maid Stadium. Well, I don't know if that's like the best example, but you've got yeah. like brand new state of the art stadiums like Emirates or something versus like an older more traditional kind of like uh cre 
I don't know, more unique one. Yep. Yep. So I would, I would just invite you to take like a different view of some of these older stadiums, because I think their character of those are, is far more enduring. I'd much rather go to turf more than, um, you know, Man City's new or, or Tottenham's new, like Dallas Cowboys looking stadium. So just keep that in mind. Um, The other thing that's unfortunate about your match with Burnley is Burnley is traditionally one of the stingiest uh, defenses in the league. Mm. And I think that makes Chelsea's match even more, or like the Chelsea's victory, even more impressive. Three goals on Burnley is like six on anyone else. And so, uh, and that's kind of, I think the point that I got coming out of that match is Chelsea with Mendy and goal, I mean, really could be the title contender that I was kind of predicting at the beginning. Um, their attack is, we've known that their attack's great, but ever since they made that Keppa move in all competitions, Mendy has started six matches and has five clean sheets, um, which I know you still don't know what that means, but we'll get to it. Um, and then we've got, uh, um, yeah, just they look more solid in the back. Mendy's been great back there. Again, Burnley's not a, a attacking team. They're not known for scoring a lot of go- goals, but um, it is impressive to see what Chelsea's done the, the last few matches, and I think they're going to be a bit more dangerous than than they were looking at the beginning. Yeah, I, I think, you know, just from watching them, I, I would tend to agree with what you said. They looked really good. Um, Zuma had a nice, really nice header. Yeah. Um, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Um, so they looked really good. And one more thing to be fair to Burnley, I did look up some of their past results from the previous um, seasons and they've had some really, you know, middle of the pack seasons the last three or four years. So kudos to them. Played, um, I think, uh, I think maybe 18, 19 season or 17, 18, they finished seventh. And I think they were in Europa. So yeah, they've had some decent, they've had some decent seasons. So. Still not picking them. Well, you might not have a choice because right now they're sitting (laughs) in tournament. So Um, let's, I want to talk about Aston Villa, Southampton really quick, mostly because you had Villa playing towards the top of the table. Um, they're not looking like a top of the table team. And then Southampton, who I didn't pick very high this season, um, they continue to play great. Um, Hassan Hoodle's got them playing really well. Obviously, they let they were up four nil and then let Villa score three three goals towards the end of the match. But um, Ward Prowse, that guy is remarkable from the free kick. I just like he put in two free kicks. Yeah. He, he's so dangerous. He just steps up and just drilled them both in. It was beautiful. And then the Danny Ings injury, that's, that could be problematic for Southampton, which is a bummer. Ings is one of the best, best players in the league and it would be devastating for them to lose him. His goal this week I had on, you know, top towards the top of the list of goals of the week too. His, that thing was a beauty. So yeah, that was a great goal. That game was uh, – it was one of those uh, where you see, like, an NFL score and, you know, finals, like, 
31-24, and you're like, oh, one possession game, man. They really played well, but the other team just got their ass kicked the whole game, and in garbage time, they scored a couple of touchdowns. Like that was this- like the Niners Seahawks game today. Right. That game was not close, but the <laughs> final score made it look like it Looked was. Because Aston Villa was down 4 0. They yep. were down 4 0 late. They got two goals in stoppage time towards the end of the match. Uh, this was a blowout, in my opinion, but uh, you know, the final score would say it was a close contest when it really wasn't. Yep. Everton lost their second in a row. Pickford was out. Um, he didn't play today. Yeah. Um, and Olsen looked, Olsen looked good. Obviously he allowed a couple goals, but one was on a, on a penalty kick. Um, but he made a couple great saves, got big on a, on a couple. So, um, but Everton showing cracks in the armor and, you know, they, we know it's a long season. These teams aren't going to finish in the positions there now. Man, Manchester United should finish higher. Um, Wolves should finish higher. Um, you guys don't even laugh at that, but uh, <laughs> the teams will move around. And so Everton, Everton falling down a little bit isn't isn't a big big surprise. Don't worry, they get Man U next. So Ooh, no. yeah. there we go. And Ancelotti said, you know, he just wanted to give Pickford a break, and he'll be back for the Manchester United game. Um, I was listening to the commentators on it and they were saying when this happens in this league, it's the beginning of the end for that goalie. They had Tim Howard talking about it and, um, yeah, they were saying you don't give your goalie a break on the EPL schedule. You give them the break when it's the FA cup and the caribou cup and those games, um, for them to make this move now, even though he's saying he's coming back next week. Uh, it's probably the beginning of the end for Pickford is what they're saying. Yeah. And Ancelotti, I mean, he's an experienced manager. He knows, he knows what he's doing. It's not, it's not a mistake. He's not Ole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool with a good win. Uh, Jota with the game winning goal. Uh, it's fun to see him playing well for Liverpool. I think it's his fourth goal of the year. Um you know, Jota last year was super inconsistent for Wolves, and I don't think it would have been different if he was with Wolves now. I think he's just on a team where he doesn't have to feel the pressure. There's a lot of pressure. Wolves don't score a ton of goals. So I think Jota being on a team where he can come in in the 60th, 70th minute, and there's lots of other guys who can score, I think that just gives him some some confidence to 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 go. But that run, that little run that he had, um, the pass through from Shakiri was beautiful. Nice little run. The pass was better than the goal. It, the sure. pass was so slick. Um, and Jota just had to finish it. Yep. It was, it was solid though. It was a great goal. Yep. City getting a win. Um, but West Ham, I mean, I don't know where West Ham's going to finish, but they continue to be a tough, tough team to play. And then we got to mention Tottenham. Tottenham getting this the last one of the day today. Um, Gareth Bale with the winner, which I know makes a lot of people's hearts happy. Um, but yeah, Tottenham up to up to second in the league. You know, Jose. They say he it usually takes him into the second year to win his title. So the question is: Is can Tottenham win the the Premier League this year? No. Um, did you? 
<laughs> Did you? Uh, no, no, no. Why not? Because <laughs> I just don't think they're good enough. Um, did you see the penalty given on the Harry Kane? I did. Yeah. I, I just, again, that goes into the VAR just being a total flip of the coin. Like I watched it a million times. What was times. your problem with it? I thought, I thought when the contact was initiated, Harry's feet were outside of the box. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, a couple of things I read on it was flip a coin. It depends on who's looking at it and how they're going to perceive that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not arguing that it was at, at least a penalty. Um, you know, I thought it should have been a free kick right outside the box as opposed to a penalty kick. But everything I saw on it was like it could have gone either way and VAR went with what they wanted to go with. So I do want to give a shout out to my boy Lamptey. He got a goal today, even though that goal maybe shouldn't have been given either because there was a penalty on the play that wasn't called. They let the play roll out. They went to VAR, and I don't know how they didn't call call a penalty there, but but we'll take it. I love seeing Lamptey score. Uh, you mentioned for goal of the week. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, we kind of touched on my three favorites, uh, the Danny Ings, the Zuma header, and then the Jota. Um, I'm going to take – I don't know what it is about, like, a really pretty cross that leads to just a lightning laser off the head that I just love. So I'm going with Zuma this week. That header had so much steam behind it into the top corner. It was great. It was so yeah. fast. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you guys. That was beautiful. I mean, he's like a beast of a guy, and he just came in with everything he had, hit it perfectly. It was beautiful. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to totally argue, but to be contrarian, I am going to go mostly because of the combined effort of two two set piece, uh, free kick goals by Ward Prowse. I. It's, it's so hard to do. I think we don't give that credit, right? You've got a wall. You've got a, goal, a keeper who is great. They're just top-notch goalkeepers. Like, it's very hard to score on a free kick. Um, anytime a keeper does it or anytime a guy does it, I mean, it should be, should be praised. But Ward-Prowse is just so deadly. And both those were just screamers, like unstoppable shots. So, um, but – that's more the collective effect than necessarily one, one goal. Yeah. I have no problem with Ward Prowse getting my performance of the week. Cause it's hard enough to score on one, like you said, let alone two and almost in the same fashion. Yeah. Uh, it was super impressive. So no arguments here um, on those were great. Ward Prowse, my performance of the week for sure. And Southampton's going to need him, especially if uh, Danny Ings is out for any extended period of time, which would be would be a shame. Very sad if that happens. We only had one red card this week. Uh, that was Luka Milovovic. Milovovic. He, with a, a studs-up tackle on Moutinho in the, the Wolves-Crystal Palace game, um, definitely – Definitely a red card. Definitely a little vicious. They had to go to, to VAR for it, but um, a red card nonetheless. Yeah, and that was upgraded, right? As a bar upgrade. 
Well, it wasn't even a yellow to begin with. They let the play go on because Wolves were on the attack. Traore fired a shot straight at the goalkeeper. Um, but yeah, th then they went back and Latino just got crushed. I think, I, I think he avoided, if you watch the replay, his leg, he gets drilled with the cleats right in the shin. Um, and his leg goes flying. I think if his leg was planted, it's a broken leg or, uh, I mean, it, he came in, he, I mean, he was running hard going for the tackle and just drilled him. So, uh, in some ways, like Matinho's lucky his leg wasn't, or his, um, his studs weren't stuck in the turf. Yeah. It wasn't, uh, we didn't have a red card in the Manchester United game, but, uh, Gabriel for, um, Arsenal deserved, uh, he had a yellow early and he, oh, should, yeah. have, he should have gotten a second yellow late on his tackle from behind on Greenwood at, when Greenwood megged him. Yeah. I uh, saw that. He got away with that one. That should have been another yellow for the red kick out, but yep. is what it is. Yep. Hair watch. Pogba looked good. You know me, the, those uh, dyed tips, then the, the, the Mohawk look so fresh. I love it. He just looks like a, like just a, I mean, he kind of is a monster out there on the pitch anyway. Okay. Like Kyle, you were talking about that when you watched them, like he's yeah. giant and he towers over those guys out there. And then when he does his hair up like that, you're just like, gosh, I want him to be so much better. <laughs> uh, Bale's man bun. We just got to mention it. I mean, he, there's nothing new about it, but look good. Pulled back so tight. He could get a nice force on that header. Yep. Um, I do. I, I try not to mock people's beards too much because like I'm a beard guy. I, I think everyone should have the op option to go for a beard. And I always love picking on Grealish if I can, but what in the hell is he doing? It was like massive. There's like just massive random patches of like big, like, it's not quite like big sideburns. It's not a goatee, just like a big, two big patches of hair on his, on his face. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing, um, but it looked, it looked horrendous. I was, I was just checking to see his age. He's 25 years old. Um, I was thinking maybe if he was a little younger, you could blame it on, you know, youth. <laughs> not not fully forming the beard in there but yeah he's 25 i don't know what's going on with the patches yeah i don't know either uh not really a good american watch no pulisic he was scratched no fulham today uh deandre yedlin still not getting any time there at newcastle uh, so not really too much to mention there, really nothing to mention other than Pulisic being out. Um, I did hear Lampard at the end of the match saying, uh, just tweaked his hammy, didn't want to put him out there for 90 minutes. Um, but gosh, hamstring injuries suck, right? Because you just, they're always lingering and you're, he just, I don't know if you guys saw it, but during the training, he just kind of like fell over and he was pretty pissed. He like, took his training top off, like threw it down and he knew he was injured, but. Um, and I wonder if that started, cause he left the Man United match the week before uh -huh. 
looked like he had tweaked something. I wonder if that was a carryover from that. Yeah, maybe. Um, I wanted to bring, we're seven, seven weeks in. Um, so I don't know. We're almost, it's not, it's not a quarter of the way in, but enough to, to be able to see a little bit. And so I thought I'd bring back uh, relegation watch, Chris. So who do, who, do we, who do we got down there in the bottom, in the. All right. Our bottom, way. our bottom three are Kyle's front runner, Burnley, Kyle's second front runner, Fulham. <laughs> And soon to be Kyle's third favorite team, Sheffield United. Those are our bottom three right now. So if the season ended today, those guys are gone. Um, they all have one point. Their goal differentials are pretty bad, negative seven. And then Fulham and Burnley are at negative nine. Uh, West Brom sitting just on the outside of that with three points. And then Brighton at five points. Um, Nate. Do you yeah. think those I, – I feel like these bottom three might be there for the whole season. The one caveat I'll throw in there is I think West Brom at the end of the season is probably going to lose out to Sheffield United, in my opinion. But Sheffield United has shown nothing of what they showed last season so far this year. So who knows? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think uh... – <sighs> I think Burnley will pull it together. Um, Sean Dyche, I think he'll, he'll, he'll pull it together for Burnley. Um, the thing that, you know, the advantage Burnley and Fulham have is they both have a game in hand, um, you know, so yeah. they're still competing with each other and so does West Brom. So that would tighten things up a little bit there at the bottom. Um, Sheffield has shown nothing of last year. Um, so we'll see. I feel like, I feel like some of the teams that are a little higher up may fall too, but um, obviously pretty big gap already for, for Sheffield, Fulham and Burnley with only one point a piece. West Brom's the only other team that doesn't have a win. They just happen to have, have three draws on the table. So um, we'll see. I'm certainly a long way to go, but that's a, that's a rough start for Sheffield, Burnley and, uh, and Fulham. So if you had a if you had a pick right now, give me who you think ends in the bottom three. Uh, I think Fulham, West Brom, and Brighton. Yeah, I. Then then Wolves sign Lamptey, uh, so he doesn't <laughs> have to play in the championship. Gosh, man, you would just go crazy. Which this is a cautionary tale. I mean, the fact that we're not, we haven't mentioned Man Manchester United yet, who's sitting there at fifteenth. I'll just throw them in there. They're not going to get relegated, right? But there is a cautionary tale to be told that uh, you know Chris picked them particularly because he didn't want to pick a losing team, mm. and it's been a tough it's been a tough go so far. So I would just say, Kyle, um, like just choose a team that you like. And that you can get behind. Not that Chris doesn't like them, but there's, he's already got Man U angst inside of him. And I have some of it too with Wolves, certainly, right? Like, I think that's a part of like a team ethos and culture, a fan base's ethos and culture. Um, but yeah, don't just pick a team because they're one of the big six and you think they're going to be at the top forever. Because then I think it makes it even more disappointing when they're not. So. 
Yeah, no, that makes sense. And one, one of the things I've noticed, honestly, is, and maybe this is not as true for the big six or what have you, but just how much it fluctuates um, over, you know, if you give it two or three decades, almost every team that I've seen and kind of looked up, you know, kind of done some research on has fluctuated from anywhere from the Premier League all the way down to, in Burnley's case, uh, Division Four. And so they they do kind of ebb and flow. And so, yeah, I, I kind of heed your advice. It's, it's you got to you got to like them for the right reasons. Yeah. And I'm curious, I, I, I'm curious which teams have been like, can, I wonder if there's any team that's been in the Premier League the entire time. Because so, the Premier League is only 30. How, when, I, for, I always forget when the Premier League started because they have like top flight yeah. football, but they called it. Yeah. Changed the name in 90. Yeah, it was like 92 or somewhere in there. Okay, so we're getting close to 30 years. I'd be curious if any team, I think maybe Liverpool, probably Man U, Manchester United. I'm not sure, but I'm curious which ones have remained in the top flight the whole time. So what's the last big team? And by that, I guess I mean the big six, even though I'm not sure I can name all of those teams. Yeah. Just the last big team to, to drop down. Well, who would that be? Do you remember? I don't even know because, you know, we've only yeah. danced for a couple of years. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I'd, I'd right, be so, so curious. Um, I would just access the vault that is upstairs and I have a recollection uh, of some of these EPL teams that have never been relegated. Um, so the premier, I was right. The premier league did come into existence in 92. I nailed that one. Uh, so these are the clubs that have never been relegated from the Premier League. Arsenal, Everton, Liverpool, Manchester United, Tottenham, Chelsea, and it says Brighton. No, but that can't be right because they just came up in 2017. So I think that they haven't been relegated since they got there is why they're on this list. Mm, okay. uh -huh. so they, they came up in 17, 18. They haven't been relegated since they got there. So um, those are the clubs. We'll take Brighton off the list again. Arsenal, Everton, Liverpool, United, Tottenham, and Chelsea have never been relegated since they got into the Premier League, and those guys were all there when it was formed in '92. So those aren't the big six, Kyle. But the only except the only replacement would be City with Everton. Yeah. So yeah. Everton's not considered big six, but obviously they're a stalwart club in in the Premier League. And something interesting, I think this actually, Kyle, you asked this, but Arsenal is the club with the longest run of being in the top flight without rele relegation. How many years was wow. that? 1912 was the last time they were in wow. the No, they've wow. been in the top flight the whole time? Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. I knew Since my son was a front runner. And he is top, but. <laughs> top flight since 1912. The second closest is actually Everton, who's been in the top flight since 1950. So there's a 38 year separation between Arsenal and the pack. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, while we're talking history, fellas, let's let's go into a, a much of a, a fan a fan favorite. Which club is real? Oh boy. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter if I'm ready or not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Are you okay? Here we go. The first one we're going with is Woking Football Club. 
in this year of being woke. That's right. Woking Football Club. Is that W-O-K-I-N-G? Yes. You want to go first, Kyle? You want me to lead it off? I'll lead it off. I'm going false. I think Nate just made that up because he wants to be woke. I am also going false on that one. Gentlemen, it is a true team. I may be mispronouncing <sighs> it, but it's Woking Football Club. They currently sit at ninth in the conference premiere. The conference premiere is, I think, uh, level five. Level five also known as the National League. I'm not totally sure about that. It's so confusing once you get below the fourth, but they have a gentleman by the name of Matt Jarvis on their club. Matt Jarvis uh, spent a healthy amount of his career as a Wolverhampton Wanderer from 2007 to 2012. Um, So shout out to the... I, I also I, I should have said I, I think that could be like the new Instagram phase, right? Where we had planking. So we gotta figure out what woking is. And we'll get everyone on Instagram and TikTok and whatever doing it. <laughs> That's a great idea. I like that. Okay, so uh no points so far. All right, here we go. The next club is Bamford Bridge FC. Bamford Bridge FC. Chris, why don't you go first? It's real. No, I, I think it's false. Kyle gets the point. <laughs> it is it is Bamber Bridge. Yeah. I thought I was trying to give you guys a little hint because of Bamford last week was like our player of the week. So I went with Bamford Bridge but it's actually Bamber Bridge. Um, Bamber Bridge FC, they are in the Northern Premier League, which in fact is not the Premier League at all. It's the sixth <laughs> tier. It's level six. Uh, Bamber Bridge, they, I don't even know where they are. Um, their, their ground is called Bamber Bridge. They're not really that creative, apparently. But, oh, they're near Preston. I don't even know where any of these places are. Uh, near Lancashire, England. So that is Bamber Bridge. Uh, Kyle's up 1-0. And we move on to our last one, which is Sutton United FC. Sutton United FC. That sounds real to me. I'm going true. Chris? Um... In an effort to tie this week, uh, I'm going to be the contrarian here and just go against Kyle. And did you say it was true, Kyle? I did. Okay, so I'll take it as a false team just because I want the tie. It's a real team. Sutton Sutton United FC. They are currently sitting in third in the conference premiere which is a very coveted spot because that would, I think, get them into the playoffs to potentially move up to uh, English Football League Two. And League Two, once you're in, like, 
league two, that kid, that's like in the professional uh, sphere. So Kyle uh, gets two, right. Uh, Chris gets zero, right. I think that runs the overall records. I think Kyle's four and two this year. And I think Chris is one and five. So Chris has some work to do on the witch club is real. I, I didn't know we were going to do a running tally. Well, uh, yeah, I guess you've been going for the head to head. Well, he's two and oh anyways. So if you want to just go head to head each week. Uh, yeah, um, we'll go with a weekly head to head. Kyle's up two nothing. All right. We can do that. You know, yeah, I, got, I, I got as many right this week as Manchester United scored goals today. So it's par for the course. There you go. Well, when you guys asked me to do this podcast, I told you I was Premier League neophyte. I didn't tell you that I have studied <laughs> all of the lower divisions very intently. That's true. <laughs> I also realized we almost uh, skipped over the, the term of the week, or we did skip over it, but let's, uh, let's backtrack. Kyle, what's your term of the week? I think we've already hinted at it, but... It is clean sheet. Yeah, so clean sheet simply is when a team does not allow a goal so okay okay um, that's all that goes into it that's all that goes into it but i think probably just add a little color to it is um it's not just considered the keeper's stat it's also a stat for for the team and actually i should do a little research if if it's only like the defenders or the midfield but i don't i don't think so i think they consider like a clean sheet is a team effort, right? So um, obviously it's a, it's a primarily a keeper stat because the keeper is responsible. But I think in the same way, like in baseball, right? Like if you pit, if you throw a shutout, it's mostly the pitcher who does it, but you can't accomplish it without defense or maybe a no hitter is a better, uh, yep. probably a no hitter is a better example or a perfect game because I think everyone recognizes in a no hitter or a perfect game that there's usually one or two like great defensive plays that, that preserve the, the no hitter. So that's, there it is clean sheet. Uh, they also, I mean, it also is referred to like when someone just to give it like fuller, like storyline, but it's also when someone in their job or like their school record doesn't have any like marks against them. Like, problems so they call it a clean sheet like they don't have any like okay i don't know if it's like, yeah. british i don't know if it's only british english but yeah like oh this kid has a clean sheet like he doesn't have anything wrong with him he hasn't gotten in trouble no detentions stuff like that so boom let's look at lock it in chris I, I made well, sure I didn't pick your team so we could see whose who's fortunes you're going to turn around. Yeah, buddy. Uh, I got it right this week. Spurs over Brighton. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Brighton uh, scored early. Or they were – no, sorry. They, 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 they evened it. It was 1-1 in the second. And uh, good old man bun got that winner there. So, uh, I think I've nailed two in a row now. It's good. Coming alive. I'm coming alive. Um, I'm taking for this coming week, lock it in West Ham over Kyle's Fulham. Wow. There you go. Uh, I took for lock it in city over Sheffield. I got that right. Um, and this week I am going Chelsea over Sheffield. Uh, the way Chelsea's playing, 
I don't want to bet against them in the way Sheffield is. It's easy to bet against them. Chris, we picked uh, West Brom and over Fulham for you last week. They haven't played yet, but they play tomorrow. We, oh, did I say Chris? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kyle, we picked uh, them for you. And who do you got uh, for yours this week? This week, um, piggybacking on you and going Chelsea over Sheffield. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a good pick. Um, match of the week, I think there's one that stands above the rest, Chris. Yeah, it's pretty hands down. Uh, City versus Liverpool. It's probably going to be the biggest match for the next few years as well. These are two of the, obviously two of the top teams. They are the two top finishers over the last couple of seasons. Uh, Man City would probably be in second place right now anyways, if they didn't have their first game canceled. So they got the game in hand, which is really the only reason they're not in second right now. Um, so yeah, I mean, basically the top two teams are going at each other. It's gotta be the best. Yeah. That's one. If you can watch it, Kyle, that'll be, that'll be definitely one to watch. I mean, they're the two juggernauts. It's a, it's a Yankees Red Sox or, a, I don't know. That's probably the best example off the top of my head. Um, I just want to th throw out that I think the Leicester Wolves match will be interesting. These are two teams that have finished right around seventh, sixth, seventh the last couple of years. They're both playing well this year again. Um, Wolves are currently sitting in fifth, Leicester's in eighth. But I mean, we're still in a place where, you know, only four, four points separate first through ninth. So, uh, things are, things are tight and they'll continue to separate. And this, these are one of the matches and that's, I think why I'm interested in it is because these are the matches that begin creating separation, whether it's a draw where each team only gets one or, you know, one team comes away with the three points. So Chris or Kyle, what match are you going to watch this week though? Yeah, this week I am definitely going to be checking out crystal palace as they take on Leeds United uh, on Saturday. So looking forward to that one. Great. Is it like you're watching Crystal Palace in quotes, but really the hot chick at the office is, you know, just happens to be there too? Listen, Chris, it's a little too early to make some predictions, but maybe. Okay. Maybe. Hey, uh, also, I want to throw this out there. I talked about it a little bit last week on the pod. Uh, the Leeds United Amazon Prime doc, I finished it. It's great. If you guys have time, put it on. It's it's really good. Really, really good. Good. That's good advice. With that, we'll close shop, gentlemen. Have a good Hold night. Out.